The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. gentlemen welcome to the spur of the moment podcast i'm your host shane daggy and i'm your co-host drew daggy welcome to episode 103 of spur of the moment yeah episode 103 and the spurs lost a tough one to the orlando magic by a score of 133 to 113 that was in orlando and you know the magic are a young rebuilding team just like the spurs i just hope for a little better outcome uh they just really couldn't get it to go together for the whole game but uh it came up short in Orlando tonight. Drew, what were your thoughts about this game? Yeah, it was a pretty rough game. I mean, the Magic have been scorching hotly. They came into that game really, really ready, and they've had a very good momentum. I mean, we had a couple of good games, another good game from Sohan. He's been showing us a lot of stuff. But Cole Anthony in Orlando almost had a triple-double, so a great night from him, and it just a tough L against Orlando. Yeah, Cole Anthony, you're right, and that's kind of rare, but uh, he did that coming off the bench. He also shot 8 of 10, so he was he was pretty electric for them. And then there's another guy that they had, uh, Paulo Bancaro. What were your thoughts about him? Yeah, he's a really, really good rookie. I think he's going to win the rookie of the year. But he's missed a couple of games, but I still think he's just really, really good. Yeah, he's really, really good. And our rookie had a pretty good game too, or at least – our top-picked rookie had a had a really good game, and uh, that was Jeremy Sohan as a 19-year-old. Also, Malachi Branham, another rookie for us, nine nine points. He shot really well, but the Spurs ended up coming up short. We're going to hear what uh, Greg Popovich had to say about this uh, game, and if you hear the crinkling, it's him opening up a snack during this interview. So I thought that was pretty funny, but here's Pop. We played two, two and three-quarter quarters well, uh, but – we have a hard time putting together a 48-minute game, and we saw that when the defense collapsed at the end of the third quarter into the fourth and outscores. In a 10-minute period, 46 to 20. So we've seen it before, and we saw it tonight. That's the deal. Everybody can learn something from a game, whether you win or lose. You don't just learn something because you lost or learn something because you won. You know, it's a game of mistakes, and so everybody everybody learns. That's our job. Point that stuff out. You know, try to make it better. I, you know, I, I don't comment on their players. I, I think that I have enough work to do to figure uh, what I have to do. All right, so that's Pop talking about what the young team can learn from this game. I know he was a little frustrated, just expecting a better outcome, but. You know, for two and a half quarters, Spurs played really well. It was just that big run, that 26-point difference, tough to overcome. So let's get to our uh, top two, bottom two segment. Drew, who are your top two? Yeah, so for my number one top two, I went with Trey Jones. In this game, Trey Jones put up 16 points, eight assists, four rebounds, shot seven of ten from the field, two of two from the three-point line, and chipped in two steals. Trey Jones was really phenomenal. He made really good decisions this game and <clears throat> made a lot of shots. So a great night from Trey Jones. My second top two, I'm going to go with Jeremy Sohan. Another pretty good offensive night from Jeremy Sohan. He had 13 points, 
nine rebounds, really close to a double-double, four assists, shooting six of 14 from the field, also chipping in two blocks. Those are my top two. Okay. So I also had Trey as my uh, numero uno. Uh, he had, you know, the 16 points, eight assists, just a steady night for him. Hit a couple threes, didn't even miss a three. Uh, also four rebounds. Really liked what Trey did leading, leading the Spurs team. And then my second one was uh, Devin Vassell. Uh, 14 points, hit a couple threes. But the main thing that got him as my second on my top two were his four steals. Defensively, he was aggressive and really showed out, and I, that's why he made my top two. All right, let's get to the bottom two, Drew. Yeah, so for my number one bottom two, I think it, this stat line really stands out, so he's my number one bottom two. Josh Richardson, in this game, he had seven points, three assists, but shooting two of ten from the field and 0 of four from the three-point line is what really got him on this bottom two list, so that's why he's here. In my second bottom two, I'm going to go with Isaiah Roby. This game, he really didn't do much, so that's why he really got on this bottom two. Didn't really have a lot of minutes, so yeah, just... Um, zero points and shooting zero of one from the field. Yeah, I, I agree. Roby's, Roby's kind of had a tough run for the Spurs lately. Um, my bottom two, I also had Jay Rich as number one on the bottom two. He just, he was not on tonight and it showed, uh, you know, eight missed shots is pretty tough. Uh, I also had Jakob Pertl and for no other reason than just Jakob, you know, didn't do just a ton rebounding the ball tonight. Uh, he ended up with four total rebounds. Also, didn't really score a whole lot. He had six total points. And, uh, you know, just I thought Jakob could have had a little better night. So, tough night for him and tough night for the Spurs. All right, let's get to the segment of our show called Question of the Day. You can always text your questions to 512-540-1626. Tonight's question comes from Barry in Denver, Colorado. Here's Barry's question. What do you guys know about the guys on the draft behind the top two? Would we still be okay if the lottery balls didn't bounce our way? Drew, I'm going to let you take this one, and then I'll chime in. Yeah, so I think we will be okay. I think there's a lot of depth in this draft, and um, I think we would be just okay with um, not getting the number one or two pick. Even though we really like that, there is a lot of depth, um, including um, both of the Thompson brothers. They are going to be really, really good. Um, Nick Smith. Um, Brandon Miller, just a lot of depth, and I think that we would be fine if we don't get that. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the guy I kind of have my eye on is actually slated to go fifth right now. I like Brandon Miller a lot from Alabama. I got to watch him play a couple games ago, and he lit it up for 36 against uh, – it was somebody really good. In fact, they ended up losing the game. Alabama did, but uh, it was a, an elite opponent. I just, Arizona. It might have been. They they played a top ten team, but uh, anyway, Brandon Miller, I, I really like him. He slots in at fifth. I also watched a lot of Amon Thompson stuff with the overtime elite, and he is he is an energetic and dynamic player. He's slated to go number three right now. Um, also, Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas. I've watched some of his stuff. So there's it's definitely not a loss if you don't get Wibben Yama or Scoot Henderson, the one and two projected picks, there's other guys. I know we definitely want that. Uh, who doesn't want a seven foot four guy that's crossing dudes and hitting fadeaways and knocking out threes. But uh, if not, there's still great consolation prizes for the Spurs. So yeah, good question tonight, Barry. Thank you for that. All right, let's get to our segment of our show called this day in Spurs history. Drew, what do you got? 
Yeah, so I'm going to dial back here to December 23rd, 2015, where the scorching hot San Antonio Spurs on a really good winning streak beat the Timberwolves 108-83, to absolutely dominating, having six guys in double figures, um, including our leading scorer, Kawhi Leonard, who had 19 points, six rebounds in this game, LaMarcus Aldridge, who had 12 rebounds, eight eight rebounds, 12 points, 8 rebounds. Tony Parker, who had 14 points. Danny Green, who had 11 points, knocking a couple of threes down. David West, having 13 points. And Kyle Anderson, to round out these double-digit scorers with 10 points. A really good win for the Spurs, which improved their record to 25-5. What a great record there. Heck, yeah. That's good time for the Spurs, 25-5. Seemed like so far away <laughs> when to have a run winning 25 out of 30 games. All right, let's go to the preview of the upcoming game. The upcoming game brings the Utah Jazz into San Antonio. Uh, the Spurs will be back at home. That's on December 26th, night after Christmas. Will Hardy's the coach for the Jazz. If you know who Will Hardy is, he was one of the assistants for the Spurs, one of Pop's guys. Last year, he was Ime Udoka's assistant with the Boston Celtics. So he's definitely done a great job. The Utah Jazz have probably been the most surprising team in the NBA coming into this game with a 19-win, 16-loss record. And uh, another San Antonio tie, Jordan Clarkson, who also is off the uh, Utah Jazz bench. He's uh, went to high school in San Antonio. So great to have him back in the hometown. Spurs coming in this game with a record of 10 wins, 22 losses. Drew, what can you tell us about Utah in this game? Yeah, so I really like Utah Jazz. I mean, pretty much the whole NBA expected the Jazz to be a lottery team. They thought they were going to tank. But no, the Jazz have actually been pretty surprising. They look like a playoff team to me. I'm not sure if they'll get there. They might fall down a little bit with this team because it's very, it's pretty young. So, But let's talk about some of the players. Like you said, Jordan Clarkson. They also have Laurie Markkinen, who's really a quiet superstar. No, nobody really talks about him, but he's putting up great numbers. He's almost putting up 23 points and 8 rebounds. They also have Colin Sexton, who's averaging 14 points, 3 rebounds. Malik Beasley, who's averaging 14 points, 3 rebounds. And they have a lot of good role players that can get them good minutes and play really good defense. Yeah, for sure. And there were rumors about Laurie Markkinen being traded to the Spurs a couple years ago. And I kind of paid attention to him a little bit. Last year, I got to see him in person against uh, when he was with the Cavaliers against the Spurs. And he, he really is a very talented player, underrated as far as the league goes. So going to be a tough challenge for the Spurs. Who's your player to go off and what's your prediction, Drew? Yeah, so my player to go off is going to be Trey Jones. I'm going to go with him. He had a pretty good game, and I think he's going to do that again. And for my prediction for this game, I'm going to go with the Jazz to win this game by eight points. I think they'll get us um, on December 26th. Okay. Well, my player to go off, I've got Jakob Pertl. I think uh, I talked about it earlier. I just thought he had not a great game in uh, last game. So I think he's going to have a great night for the Spurs. And I've got the Spurs winning this one by seven. I think it's time we're back at home. Uh, I think that Magic game might be the kick in the rear for the Spurs to kind of get us going back. So I got Spurs by seven. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate your listenership. It's been great for us and uh, got a lot of lot of attention, a lot of uh, ground we're making with this podcast. 
Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!